0: Welcome back to the Own Your Eating Podcast. I'm excited to chat with Nick today. Nick is a really good dude. He's been involved with us for a few months now. He's made significant progress, but like most people, weekends come along and shit hits the fan. So Nick and I were on a regular phone call and I said, stop, we're going to record this for the podcast. Took him by surprise. He rolled with it and I was really proud of him and really excited by this. So check out this interview with Nick Schilling.
1: I was kind of reflecting on where I'm at. And when I went to Vegas, I was off on my birthday, then went to Dominican Republic and kind of using excuses to be off on the weekends. And finally I just got pissed off on Monday. And I was like, this is, you know, not, I don't like it. Um, I hit like 206 and I know that it's a little bit of bloat, but um, from my testimonial, which I actually saw, I didn't see that posted and I kept wondering, I wonder wonder when they're going to do the testimonial. And then I was looking at the blog to share an article with someone and I saw it there and it kind of reminded me of my own stuff. Um, so this week I've been spot on, I've been focusing on my sleep and, uh, just gonna continue on and make that happen. I I mean, I kind of go back into my past of like, Oh my gosh, I want to starve myself or I should lower my macros and, um, kind of the whole, uh, increasing food, the reverse dieting has kind of been messing with my mind too. It's like, okay, I'm reverse dieting. I can eat, eat a lot. And then I go over. So I think I'm finally circling around back into the right place.
0: So let's, let's use this as a time to, to chat about it because, well, for one, on the Own Your Eating podcast these days, what we're trying to do is chat with real people with real, I don't want to call them issues or problems, but you know, real obstacles because chances are if you have them, other people do and people can, whether they do or not, they can learn from it and you have a really, you have a unique scenario, but then you have a common scenario. The unique scenario is you've been so successful that you're reverse dieting and for for some people that don't know that they're just, that means Nick is eating more than he mm-hmm. once was, but I get it. It, it. it is mentally a little bit of a challenge to overcome that. But then secondly, you went on vacation, you came back and you're bloated.
1: Yeah, you know, I went on vacation. I came back, I got back on plan, but then, you know, the weekend came and it's like, well, I was drinking on vacation. Let me drink now. And then like Sunday, I ate a whole bag of Cheetos and that's because Lori brought them home. So <laughs> I don't bring that stuff into the house, but she could eat three or four and I'm not so good at rationing. So not
0: three or four bags, three or four actual oh, Cheetos. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't think Nick would mind, you know, if, if he's mentioned, I could probably even tag him on this if I put it up on the podcast, cause you're a pretty open book. But, um, you know, what's funny about Nick is you're so organized you're so meticulous about everything in life, but then you'll let your nutrition go a little bit. It's surprising to me. I was having the same conversation with another, with another friend, Ryan, and he's similar to you. And I'm like, he's like, I track my sleep. I track my, this, I track my, that. And I'm like, but you're off on your numbers. Like, I don't get it. So what goes on in, in your mind?
1: You broke up there. what uh, What did you say?
0: Uh, At the end there, I just said, you know, what goes on in your mind when you're so data driven and you're, you know, Nick is the guy that's like, I give him something. He's like, why, why explain? I want to learn in a very positive, fun way. But it's like, but then what happens when it comes to your nutrition?
1: So it's actually interesting. I don't know where I heard it, if it's on your podcast or somewhere else, or I read it just recently, but I'm, I'm awesome during the week. I plan my day. I plug it all in. I'm at work. And when I'm at work, Everybody goes out to lunch, but I brought chicken and sweet potatoes or whatever it is in a snack for before lunch and a snack for after. And I eat that and then I come home and finish my my uh, evening. But then in the weekend, I might skip breakfast and then have some social gatherings and I don't plan my day as much because, um, one of the things that I did when I went on vacation, I actually did not track. And it was it, that was probably a problem as well because um, it's hard at buffets and stuff like that. And it, it was like, let me just take a break. But that's, on the weekends, I do track, but probably not planning the day is the, is the problem.
0: So to be clear, you went on a you know vacation. You didn't track at all? You didn't open up MyFitnessPal? I did
1: open it every day to keep my streak.
0: Oh, you cheated. <laughs> I was wondering but, about that.
1: And I started logging like the first couple of days, but it was just like we would go out at night and you know have a little of this, have a little of that. Then the next day, it was kind of stressful to be like, oh, what did I eat last night? How do I measure? I don't have a scale. Um, the perfectionist gets in there. So it's funny
0: you say that because people are like that, like they're you know, they quote unquote perfectionists, but as soon as they can't be perfect, they do nothing.
1: Yeah, so here's another example. Um, I usually eat what I can track easily, so I have not made a lot of meals. And uh, my mom was super generous and she made a lentil soup and a chicken noodle soup and brought it down to me on Monday. And I hadn't eaten any because I'm like, I don't really know what's in this. And then I had an idea. I was in the grocery store last night and I found a can of lentil soup and I found a chicken noodle soup, which seemed logical. And I took screenshots of those and that said, you know, how many grams and I logged those. But I sent it over to my mom and I said, hey, mom, um, how does this match up to your soup? Did the ingredients look, you know, same, logical? And she's like, "I I don't know. Um, and I got really frustrated because I was like, I I just want you to tell me what's in your soup. And finally I realized too, what you said, even zeroing out your days is not perfect because the nutrition labels, they round, um, it's more about creating a habit. So I was like, okay, my mom's not going to help me. Um, I really appreciate her soup. I'm just going to use these labels and eat that much chicken soup and eat that much. So yeah, it's just. It's kind of going back and forth. It's remembering what we're taught, but falling back into old ways. So that's a really
0: good idea. I like that a lot. Man. Like, yeah, and and for reference, when I first moved to Florida and I was near my mom, she would cook and I would not track. I would not eat it because I was like, I can't track it. And then I'm like, a, my mom loves me, and if she's making me food, it's because she wants me to enjoy it, and I do enjoy the food. And I'm like, b it's, you know, here I have this delicious food that I'm turning away because I'm being yeah. silly. You know, so now, you know, even la- last night, she's like, I'm making, you know, every day she texts me, do you want the, she's down the road. So it's like, I'm making scallops. Do you want some? And I'm like, yeah, I want scallops. Of course. go. <laughs> like, oh. So I stop by, she just throws a bunch in a tub where I get home and Roz is always like, you know, that's covered in butter, which is fine. Like we don't say that negatively, but I'll, I just track it as scallops and, you know, <laughs> if if there's a little bit of butter on there or oil, that's fine. But it's been more importantly, this has to be sustainable and you have to keep your mom happy.
1: Yeah. Well, too, I loved her food and she had said growing up, um, she liked having my feet under her table because when I said I'm hungry, she would go in the refrigerator and pretty much make whatever she wanted. And my stepdad, he only eats hamburgers and peanuts really. So she feels she can't make him much of anything, but you know, uh, like you said, if if you or I'm thinking this through with the scallops, if you have room for four scallops and your mom gave you ten, this is really just putting bumpers on the bowling alley, which is what I call it. It's giving us guidelines. So okay, you you eat what you can match with your daily goals and you don't eat the 10 scallops and you save the rest for tomorrow.
0: I like that analogy. I like that a a lot because you're right. That's actually really funny. You say that because I I came home, I took her scallops and I dumped them on the scale and weighed them. And I was like, Oh man, I'm over my protein. Okay. And then I was like, wait, I don't have to eat all of these. I can save some for tomorrow. Right. And that's exactly what I did. So I think a common Question that we get is like, okay, I went on vacation. I came home. Now what? What did you notice about your body when you came home?
1: Well, due to the alcohol and the excess food, just bloated. Um, However, uh, like you and Dustin said, just get back on the plan. And so I got back on the plan. That was a couple weeks ago. And even this week, going off last weekend, um, I wanted to lower my macros but I got back on the, the reverse dieting macros and my my scale was almost two oh seven, which was the highest almost to where I started back in September. So it was quite a spike. But then, you know, patiently the next day it was like two oh six. And then the last two days it's dropped down to two oh two. So the the body is recovering even with Quite a bit of food and that's the same thing i did on vacation and that's what dustin told me in the in coaching with him in the uh, premier lifestyle program
0: and um, you know listening to nick 207 seems heavy he's a tall guy you know, go on our site he's got a six pack you know so it, it's that's a lot of weight but you're also you know relative to your body it's great and big picture you got back on track and it started to come back down even with the numbers you're using with reverse dieting.
1: So, yeah. So the thing is just getting back on track. And but getting, talk,
0: me, talk me through that mindset for a second, because you come back, you know, you have 30 plus years of life experience. What is your first reaction when you come back and you're heavy? Um, well,
1: after a week at an all-inclusive, it, it's only it, it was a little bit exciting to get back on the 800 gram challenge and eat like vegetables and you know stuff that's large in volume and it. There's an energy about it too that I find. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm putting good foods in my body rather than you know eating whatever plantain casserole or whatever it might be and saucy foods at an all-inclusive. So that, that really feels good and exciting. Um, and then, um, I guess tracking, it feels like my day is more organized again.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think there is, we, I think we can all empathize with that where it's like vacations are amazing, but you're like, okay, I just want to be in my own bed, eating my own food out of my own refrigerator but did you have that slight kind of inclination to go eat less or low carb or cut your numbers?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the last couple of weeks after going off on a weekend, um, I so before on your eating, my habit was binge on the weekend. So starting Friday night, maybe even Thursday night, have drinks. And then the inhibition goes low or you eat or I'd eat fun bag of onions, ice cream, um, and then just big meals, steak, prime rib, what have you. And then I found that, you know, I was doing bulletproof coffee in the morning and like fasting most of the day. And what I actually found is that I was starving myself during the week thinking, you know, um, I'm helping myself or getting back on track. And of course, just like now, the scale would trend back down um but then on thursday night or friday night it would be kind of the cycle and the other thing too that's been a realization through this is my mindset so for the last couple of years even sometimes during the week, i would have a couple glasses of wine i'd wake up in the morning and be pissed and i'm like damn it i'm not doing that again I, you know I, that uh, i didn't sleep well what have you and then the next night around five o'clock it's like hmm um, a glass of wine sounds good, and it was repeated like that, like just days and days and days, and that's kind of where I got this last weekend. It was like just upset, so um back- yeah, back on track
0: I think that's the big lesson, like getting back on track is ultimately the goal. We still have those mindsets of I'm gonna cut this, or I'm gonna you know deprive myself again, but it's just the the benefit and the beauty of this lifestyle is it's a lifestyle and you can do it. You just need to get back on it and ultimately it will lead you back down the right path. So you're, you're, you're back on and your body's moving in the right direction again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. And then today's Thursday. So this is going to be the true test this weekend. So I, I actually think this weekend, my mom is coming into town. Um, and, uh, I, I feel like my my plan is to continue not drinking. Um, one of the incentives that I have on a calendar is I usually X off the days I don't drink. Um, and my dad was alcoholic and passed away young. So I kind of go back and forth like that. Never met an alcohol I don't like, but yet I know it's not that great for me. And uh, so I... I can get 15 checks uh, with what I have on April uh, through the end of the month. So half a month sober, not drinking through the weekend. But I also think that on Saturday and Sunday, I'm just going to skip breakfast. My mom's not really a breakfast eater. So that'll allow me to have some extra calories in the evening if we go out and do something and still allow me to stay on plan.
0: Well, let's do the following. You and I are going to continue this discussion offline talk about a few other things, but let's, let's hop back on a call Monday. Okay. And, uh, you know, let's see what happens. I think this will be good for the listeners to, to check out.
1: Okay. 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 Sounds right. good.
0: So this is going to seem like, you know, no time has passed, but we're going to, I'm going to pause the recording. You and I will continue chatting and then, you know, next time you hear us it'll be Monday and Nick will either have been successful. There'll be a few more X's or, or he's going to have uh, ate and drank too much Lentil soup and beer.
1: <laughs> Sounds good.
0: All right. Like we said, it's kind of like a flash forward. Last time, you know, we were speaking, it was Thursday. It's now Tuesday. And the goal was to chat with Nick and find out how the weekend went with mom in town. You sent me a couple pictures of mom watching some on your eating videos, which I'll always enjoy. So let everybody know what happened. Yeah, it was it was good. I was successful,
1: and in, in a way, I guess I think it was a lot because of the accountability of this podcast. Um, all you know, having all the people um, hear my follow up. So Friday night was good. Usually, my nights and weekends are challenging, and the work weeks are easier because I plan my day. So Saturday, I woke up and worked out and I find it a little easier on the weekend to skip breakfast or intermittent fast, kind of a version of that. Um, We had a decent lunch and then we were going back and forth because it was snowing in Wisconsin. So I don't know where people can live where we got accumulation of about four to five inches on Saturday and people were mowing their lawns on Sunday. So four
0: to five inches on, that's, you know, like April 28th or something. Wow. Yeah,
1: but it's, uh, the ground is warm. So it melted, uh, by morning. So yeah, we went out to dinner and mom wanted to buy us Christmas dinner. So we went out to a supper club and had like scallops and bruschetta and stuff like that, which I was kind of tracking and it's very fattening. Um, I went way over on my fat Um, but then like Jason, you've talked about how to, how to fix a bad day. Um, I went under on my, uh, under on my carbs and protein. So I ended the day minus 22 fat, uh, plus 26 carbs and plus 26 protein, but it was 207 calories under. Um, so I, I found that good. And there was one thing, my mom was really excited about ice cream and, uh, the quick trip has this ice cream. We went and bought it and I knew I was under, I actually logged two servings of ice cream. I put it in a bowl. I went and sat on the couch and I was like, I know this is going to put me over like quite a bit. And, I was like, no, I, this is no, I this is not right. So I actually went and put the bowl back in the refrigerator or the freezer, and that. So I ended my day positive, positive. and it was tough, you know, sitting there. It was about nine o'clock. We watched TV for a little while, and I wanted something else, just out of boredom, I guess. And that's my night. So nine thirty, went to bed, wanted to get a good night's sleep. So um, I'm I'm happy about. Saturday and then Sunday was kind of the same. Um, Skip breakfast and had lunch and made portobello mushrooms. Uh, mags, I saw, uh, had that on one of her Instagram posts. So I wanted to replicate that. And we had T bone steaks and um, those numbers I dialed in a little more because I had the control of not eating at a restaurant. Um, so on Monday morning, I was 202.0. And on Friday morning, I was 202.0. So it's, I don't even know if there's been a weekend that I can remember that I was the same or under my Friday weight.
0: That's, you know what? That's really great to hear. So I do think always having some accountability, right? You know, the podcast listeners were your accountability in this scenario. So that was really great. But I just want to recap some things you did well, you, you know, we discussed it briefly on the, on the kind of first chat we had, I forget the exact quote I was trying to find it where it's like the perfect is perfect is the opposite of good. And I was worried as you were saying that, that it was going to lead you astray because you are very much, and a lot of people listening are like this, me too. At times, Mm -hmm. I can't be perfect. So who cares? You know, the whole like effort mentality. So very nice job. I'm sure that was challenging for you knowing you weren't perfect, but also knowing what you were doing was better than going crazy, you know, by fixing the bad day, putting the ice cream back. So I'm, I'm happy with that. And I'm, you know, I'm happy that you were able to enjoy this time with your mom versus, you know, stressing out about food and then ultimately it paid off back, you know, the same weight on Monday
1: yeah yeah we did have a couple glasses of wine too so i always enjoy that and usually that can get out of control two glasses turns into three or four uh, and i did eat the ice cream on sunday so i fit that into my day and uh, yeah it was it was great so i appreciate um you jason and everyone in the podcast and in the group because it certainly has educated me since september when i started out with own your eating
0: yeah i didn't as we wrap up, I just want to say to the people listening, one thing Nick does really well and you know, you, you take in a lot of what we put out there and I don't want to say it in a way that it's like, we're doing it. You're doing it. You know, you, you can only do as well as you're willing to learn and you try to soak everything in. So for the listeners, you know, whether it's watching the video, reading the book, like Nick said, even just checking out one of our coaches, Instagram to see their new recipe. You, you you need to educate yourself and you need to learn that's ultimately what's going to make you successful because you knew how to fix a bad day you, you know you made a new recipe you knew how to track a glass of wine all because of stuff you found out there so good job on that you know we're here to help we're here for accountability to coach but at the end of the day if this is something you're going to do forever you need to learn
1: Yeah, yeah. It's really good. And I guess if there's a moment, I had a pretty cool story last night. It's interesting. Joe T.D. with Train Harder CrossFit. We went to high school together and I saw his post and he had a good transformation working with Own Your Eating. So I connected with you. So if you think um, changing lives, um, he he influenced me. And then by what I've been doing for the last uh, several months, um, we went on vacation with my girlfriend's dad and he he kind of got intrigued and started training or tracking in my fitness pal and we got him dialed in on a, a set number and he actually was pretty receptive to it and his focus is always getting his um a1c under seven so right on the level of di- diabetic And uh, he said he can't remember when he has had that under seven and he's been tracking for about a month and a half now and he's down 12 pounds. And last night he said his blood test on Monday got the results and he was 6.7. So it's interesting how the ripple effect of, you know, we a lot of times just focus on us. However, um, people see what we're doing and then wonder what we're doing. And then uh, we can teach others.
0: That's really great to hear. And I think it's an important thing to note that we are all teachers, you know, when it comes to this and the better you do, the more you can influence others. You've influenced, you know, Lori to some extent and now uh, her father. So that's really good. And I'm sure, you know, and then if you trace it back, that's because of Joe and you know who Joe found. So it's, it's really cool to see. And if we all can influence one or two people, we'll we'll make some sort of dent in this issue going on out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, Nick. Well, thank you so much for recapping. Great job. And uh, we look forward to continuing to see your progress.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, Jason. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks again, Nick, for being so awesome, for rolling with me. You don't know Nick, but that's not something he loves to do. And he did it graciously. And I hope that listening to Our discussion can help some of you, whether it's how to eat mom's lentil soup, how to survive the weekend, any questions you have about that, I'm happy to help. I'm sure you can reach out to Nick. He loves chatting about nutrition and he's really become a wealth of knowledge himself. So once again, I appreciate you, Nick. Great job. And if you've listened and you want to have a chat with me, I'm happy to have you on a future episode of the On Your Eating Podcast.